We're already recording. Okay. I, I, I demand perfect silence um, for my introduction. Hi, and welcome to Front Seat Gamer. Uh, this is episode four. I'm your host, Nick. Hey, I'm here with... <laughs> Hi, Severn. I'm here with Severn. <laughs> hey. I'm and, a chronic alcoholic. <laughs> and, and Blake. Um, not chronic. Um, uh, w- this is our fourth episode. We're slowly and incrementally improving our audio quality, yeah. I think. Uh, if you've gone back and heard our first episodes. About you, that. Yeah. Did you, you listen to the, the last episode, oh, yeah. right? Of course. Maybe right, three times. Yeah, and right at the start, you're like, yes, we finally, we got the audio all sorted <laughs> I out. was excited. Yeah, and then, gra- and then over the course of that episode, you get more I apologize. and more I'm, I'm very sorry, and I don't know what was going What's on. What's weird that. is that this got nothing to do with the microphones. This Severn just is echoey. Yeah. He just, that's, oh, yeah. over time, yeah. in the course of a day, he himself gets echoey. I have one of those holes in your throat that smokers have. Yeah, and in, in your trachea. Produces echo. <laughs> and mucus, there's just tons of mucus. Anyway, um, we don't have like a huge amount of news to talk about this week at all. No, um, really. Any, anybody at all do anything exciting? Like? Um, okay, so... <laughs> Man, you always just point me out straight I'm away. I'm sorry, you, you you look like you have something to say. <laughs> got a lot of problems with you guys. <laughs> I got to finally get these off my chest. Um, so yesterday, uh, me and three other guys from Grinding Gears went over to a rival game studio on Saturday. And oh yeah, it's Sunday, <laughs> so Friday. I mean Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we went over there to play them at Hamble. And which which rival studio was this? Ninja Kiwi. Ninja Kiwi. Yeah. We're calling you out. We call them rivals, they don't really. They don't hate really you guys. Rivals. They don't actually make video I, games. <laughs> I, I think oh. I met two of you, and I hated both of oh. you. No, I love you guys. Um, but we got a we got a bit of a tour of their studio. Yeah, it's very nice. Is it better than our, nice. our um, three rooms? So we, when we walked in the front door, there was a go left or go right. Kind of, they got a sort of thing like that. An intersection. We, yeah, they got an intersection <laughs> as soon as you walk in, uh-huh. and there's a big sign Ninja Kiwi, and uh, we got shown through. Uh, one of the ways, and it came out into their um, into their break room mm-hmm. uh, with their kitchen and tables you and know, stuff like that. We we can actually bring a Ninja Kiwi employee yeah. onto the podcast. You don't have to oh, tell us about oh, it. Right, like, right. it, it I want to hear about yeah, it. But, I mean, okay. I, I guess uh, the point I'm trying to make is that mm-hmm. their break room is bigger than our office. Okay. Now, when you say it's bigger than our office, like our, any individual office, because we've got three. Okay, the break room basically. is not as big as our three offices combined, uh-huh. but they're as big. It's bigger than one of any, those offices. Any individual yeah, office, any individual yeah. One. yeah. That's not great. Yeah, it's, re- it's pretty incredible. Don't, don't tell us about this, Blake. This is not. <laughs> I saw how the other half lived. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the one percent. Yeah. Um, uh, how about you, Severn? What have you been um, up to? Not too much. I was hanging out with my brother over the last couple of days. Dropped mm-hmm. him off at the airport this morning. And so it was mainly just catching up with them. No, we didn't play video games. I did show him the order, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. He's always interested in, you know, where graphics technology is. Okay. So I showed him that. Is he big on video games though? No, he, but he is curious because he he sees it as like the the vehicle pushing technology. Okay. You know, cool. like if it looks realistic, then he knows that okay, we can actually do realistic. So he bases it off that kind of thing. It's a way to gauge technology, I guess. Yeah. Cool is how good the video games look. That's yeah. kind of true, I think. I, I think there's a lot of truth to it, but so many things come together to make to make that. What about you, Nick? Have you been up to anything? Uh, no. Uh, this weekend <laughs> was the pre-release of the new set of Magic cards. I could be there playing, but instead I'm here talking to you guys. So... You came out on top. Hey, I think, so, I, I, think um, I made the wrong choice. No. So about that, remember, <laughs> do you remember last week when we when I had that news that I thought I'd heard somewhere about the next release being free to play? Yeah, I didn't at all look into that. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. It's totally true. Oh, in, ne- in neat. July, I think there's a big new game. Wait, are you calling it out? out? Are you saying you think it's going to come no, out? No, it is. You're predicting it again? No, no. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out. Okay. You heard it here first. From what I read. <laughs> yeah, okay. Awesome. On these two websites that I've never visited before. So, so it's a new online magic game. Yeah. Okay, okay. interesting. Well, it's going to eat up all my time. Mm. Um, 
I haven't really been playing much of anything this week because I still don't have a computer chair. So if any of our listeners want to send, mail me a computer, no, don't do that. There are standing discs now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. are you kidding me? Um, I hate standing. You've got- Probably like a quarter of a chair, don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, didn't thing. you get mailed like extra pieces? What? Yeah, I um, I've given up the normal computer chair. I'm on a kneeling chair right now. It's, it's apparently a better. Kneeling if you're chair. It's pretty good. Um, that sounds like a nightmare. It's it's good. It's not where you can't re- like sit back in it. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. But it's good for my back. I, I've had okay. like back problems oh, okay so, how's it on your knees okay because you can also sit on it without your knees <laughs> you know if you just plant your feet on the ground oh I mean, okay you're, you're describing a standing okay. no 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 you're actually <laughs> sitting you're you're sitting down. Oh, okay <laughs> um uh so nothing nothing big in the actual gaming news um that i can think of the only thing i can week. think of but there's not actually much to talk about it. It's just um, Nintendo talking about... Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally didn't want to talk about that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah? Oh, oh my cool. God. Nintendo making mobile games mm. uh, with um, D-E-N-A? D-N-A? Yeah, yeah. something like um, that. Okay. This is, this is an interesting thing because Nintendo is... N- the only times Nintendo's, Nintendo's ever experimented with making games not on their consoles was when they made it for Panasonic's terrible thing. They made those like awful animated Zelda things yeah, oh, that okay. they don't even acknowledge. Yeah, which are not canon. And oh yeah, yeah, like, I've heard of that. Yeah, so uh, this is sort of a big deal. People have been hoping for years and years. When I say people, I mean like people who don't buy Nintendo consoles have been hoping for years that Nintendo would start doing like Android and mm. iPhone games. I've been um, wanting Pokemon on yeah on phones on stuff. phone forever. Uh huh. Um, so this is this is quite interesting, um, and to me, if I'm going to make some wild speculation here, sweet, this is a strong indication to me that Nintendo's next handheld console will be a phone-ish uh, device. Yeah, because um, they did announce at the same thing that they were working on some new hardware called yeah, NX or something, something like that. Um, uh, and I, they they really didn't say anything about it other than they were working on it. Uh-huh. But do you think that could be some kind of phone? Yeah, I don't see why it couldn't be. You know, like so. Though, though, I'd say the main argument against this theory is that Nintendo usually pitches their consoles at a very young market, and mm-hmm. um, and you don't. I mean, I I imagine there are a lot of parents who don't want to give a phone to their eight year old. You know. Yeah, but um, kids are getting phones earlier and earlier these That's days. True. It's true. Do you not think it's more of a push towards mobile? Well, sorry, not mobile. Uh, handheld devices. Well, maybe another skew. Um, I mean, Nintendo has always been like championing handhelds, right? They basically, mm-hmm. dominate. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So um, the iPhone and the Androids have taken a big bite into that, mm. um, and I would say that this is the 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 next hardware outing has to. Uh, directly compete with that. Mm. Otherwise, it's just going to fall off the map. I um, I can't imagine them being too happy with like having to go through Apple to get permission, you know, to right. put this stuff on the App Store. I mean, luckily Apple doesn't develop games, so they're not actually a competitor. Yeah, to yeah. But I mean, you a, still have to go through sure. Apple to, to mm-hmm. put stuff up there. Um, yeah, that is sort of a weird dynamic for them. Cause mm. But if they have their own phone... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, d- I do think um, Nintendo will be bringing out another console anytime soon. Man, I my dream is that they come out with something as good as the current ones, right? Oh, no, I think. As I, I like, don't think you'll ever see that. As good well, as I, I mean, that's why I'm saying it's a dream, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's that was their strategy for years, right? Yeah. I, up until the Wii, uh, yeah. their strategy was like keep pushing technology um but you know it's not you, that can only sustain mm. for so long you know i don't think it was a very like pushing technology forward type studio uh, well type enterprise or whatever you'd want to call nintendo like i think they were mainly fix, focusing on gameplay elements and if you could do it with a really crappy computer 
then mm-hmm. they stuck with a crappy computer. If they could pull off gameplay to whatever, whatever their creators could think of, then that was the hardware they could... May, I don't know. To. I mean, the Nintendo 64 was like kind of a powerhouse back then. Mm. And then the GameCube, while it was sort of usurped by the Xbox to some extent, was better than the PlayStation 2 in terms of what it could do. You know, it was it, they were really like they were talking like one of their big talking points was what the graphics can do and then mm-hmm. it was only with the Wii that it became more about what the whole console experience is like yeah like now we're waving your arms and now you've got mm-hmm. a second screen and now the thing is know. have we do you think we're kind of tired of that now or do you think gen- i mean do you think general consumers are sort of tired of that and would like to see something from Nintendo with comparable graphics um I, I think I mean I'm not saying I would say that a lot Mario of, or anything yeah I'd say a lot of a lot of fans probably want Nintendo to release a big graphical powerhouse mm. um, like a, and I think that that would be a mistake on Nintendo's part oh you think so yeah because uh, it's gonna it's gonna have the same problems that current Nintendo hardware has and that they're not probably not gonna be able to attract a, like a whole bunch of developers mmm um, and it's competing with consoles that are already out and huge established fan bases. Mm. By offering something different, they're not as directly competing with like Microsoft and Sony. It's just like you're you're the Xbox guy or you're a PlayStation guy, but then everybody also kind of sometimes has a Nintendo console. Yeah, you know? yeah. It seemed like a lot of people, yeah, the last generation, a lot of people were like that. Everyone, a lot of people I knew had Wiis and yeah. played them from mm-hmm. time to time. And also, I think the experimentation is really healthy. Like, the 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 2DS was like, oh, right. I mean the, the the DS rather was okay. like a um, that was a, a an interesting change, right? It was the first console that had two screens outside of like those early old Game and Watches outside of um their original like Donkey Kong handheld. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it also like the fact that it had a touch screen was this is before the iPhone came out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the 3D tech on the 3DS is awesome. It may not have, like, really changed the way the game work at all. Mm. Um, but it was still cool. Sure. Um, but so, yeah. yeah, so you're excited about I'm, mobile. I, <laughs> I, I want to see what Nintendo's doing. I just want Pokemon on my, on my Android, that's yeah. all. I'm also a little bit bummed that they're making games for other hardware because like i like that nintendo does nintendo consoles and Mm. nintendo games on their nintendo consoles when you buy a nintendo console i like that you're opening up your world to all of the awesome nintendo games i don't want half-assed mobile games basically is what i'm saying i don't want a half-assed mario game do you think nintendo will half-ass things uh i don't know i don't don't think they will i think that what they said was they were working alongside dna which to me it sounds like we're giving them the license. Do you know anything about them, or are they just like a, a Japanese cell phone? Uh, I know they have an office in San Francisco. I don't know okay. anything else. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, was there anything else in the news at all? No, but well, not that I can think of. But Severn, I know, <laughs> has been dying to talk about uh, Rockstar. Rockstar. It's <laughs> He's true. Just been itching. True. But um, no, no th- this shouldn't take too much time. Okay, but it's mainly I, I think you can take as much time as you want. Well, it's pretty easy Within to say. No, I think Red Dead's coming out, a, a new Red Dead. Okay, so I, I think, but but the reason I think it, it will be another Red Dead is because of the way the remar- the remastered Grand Theft Auto Five is. Okay. So uh, I've noticed that Rockstar likes to develop things um, sort of before they actually put them into the game. So. An example would be before they made Grand Theft Auto 4, they were working on that ping pong game. Yep. The ping pong game was actually sort of like an experiment to get that Euphoria engine in, that animation engine in, mm-hmm. that really awesome yeah. uh, physics-based animation Yeah, thing. I know, yeah. Okay, so, you know, they make that game, they figure out, they get to play around with that engine, they get it in the game, mm-hmm. and then they put it in full force on 4. Yep. So what I'm seeing with um, and they've actually done it with um DLC for Grand Theft Auto Four. So okay. with the first one, they had a mechanic where you're riding on motorcycles, 
but your crew also rides together with you mm-hmm. and like it might not seem too crazy but that's the same kind of tech they used in red dead with um riding in posses okay. yeah yeah with, with horses mm. so that, it's, um, it's just you know it's it's smart they're for just them to incrementally like adding this. adding mm. features and then spreading those features across other yeah. games it's really good because they can I test it, it out and uh, yeah yeah I, I think it's just as like everyone should be doing this but with um so grand theft auto 5 came out yeah and then they remastered it well yeah they have the current gen version of it and a main push was uh it was foliage it was nature it was it was trees they're reworking yep. trees yep. and that lens but red dead's in a desert man there are trees in the desert. <laughs> cactus. They have cacti. amazing looking cacti uh-huh. in, in Grand Theft Auto V. And that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking. Oh, okay. dude, well, all right. Dude, it's, it, it lends itself to, to that. Let me, no, it totally does. Let me throw yeah. an idea at you here. Sure. Following that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big additions that Grand GTA V really added was online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's potential that Rockstar might be working on something more online focused. In in what universe? Uh, it could be any. I mean, it, it doesn't. It could be any universe. It so could be you're, there. You're saying a brand new IP. Uh, not necessarily. You. It could be. It could be a Red Dead game. It could be yeah. a Red Dead. Well, you're saying because the the online is is so well done. In uh, I don't know how well done it is. Well, I just know that it's well, it's, it's a big thing. It was a big feature. That the next big thing is going to have more online stuff. Well, yeah, or, that, I mean, or only so online or something like here, that. Here's what we know: GTA or Rockstar has done really well, and here's what they really did very, very well in GTA Five. They mm-hmm. did big open worlds mm-hmm. with lots of different areas. Like you, the core part of the city looks very different to the desert part, which looks very different to you know when you go into the hills or whatever. Yep. Um, oh, there's a desert and hinting at... Yeah, yeah. It, it's all coming <laughs> together. It all makes sense now. <laughs> and, and they've got uh, online multiplayer capable of supporting, like, was it 16 or 32 players? They had like 16 on PlayStation 3, uh-huh. and they're supporting up to 30 on current gen. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure what it is on PC. I'm, I'm uh-huh. guessing 30. I don't know. It's not, not out yet. So... <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. And now they've got, like, missions. They've got these, like, heists. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like an MMO. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. So you're just straight up saying. I'm MMO just saying, like a lot of these features, if if so they're be bully two as an MMO, it could. Heck yeah. So here's that. here's the thing. The reason I don't think it's bully two is because I don't think bully two is a big enough thing to sustain a huge audience. Sure. I, I don't. I don't think it tests technology enough, mm-hmm. with, sure. like Rockstar enough. Yeah. It's almost like you know how. Naughty Dog made Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. and they started making Uncharted yep. and then The Last of Us. You can't go back to making Crash Bandicoot again because you're... I don't know. They could do a gritty, dark Bandicoot, man. I don't, I don't think you could. <laughs> and I think this is what Rockstar is doing. Okay. I think I think it's, it's probably going to be something we don't even know about, but I... I you reckon, put my finger you reckon on it's Red, Red Dead? Dead. I think you? it's Red But also, um, let's not forget, they teased another new IP at a PlayStation E3 event called Agent years ago. Do you remember this? This game? rings a bell. No one ever saw anything of it, but they, they just showed a uh, a like logo. Like a title. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, when was this? I think it might have been three years ago. Okay. Agent certainly doesn't sound like a Red Dead game. It no. could be could be totally new IP. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be. I'm, I'm just speculating and mm. saying, I think and hope it's the Red Dead because that... Everyone loved that game. I think it's been five years since that game, and yeah. I think the fans would love a new Red Dead game. Sure, I reckon they're they're going to be working on a SpongeBob SquarePants port. Damn it, Nick! Don't do this to me. <laughs> it's going to be very low quality, two mm-hmm. <laughs> D platformer. You collect it's going to be a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Did Rockstar ever have anything to do with SpongeBob? Is this no. like some kind of <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm just pulling this out, out of your butt? Just pulling it out of my butt, like so many SpongeBob's. Um, oh yeah, I can I can also segue into the next segment. This this is one. Oh, just, ac- actually, um, before you do that, uh, did you you heard about the 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 TV show, right? Yes, dude, that's awesome. Mm. I can't. I'm I'm excited. The I, TV show. Yeah, there's um there's gonna be a well I think it's more of a one off. Oh yeah, the, the the Rockstar development yeah, yeah. documentary special thing, right? Yeah, made I by think. the BBC, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm I'm so keen. 
to see that like mm. behind the scenes stuff of game shooters is I, awesome. Yep. I'm interested to see that as well because I've heard stories. Would would you like to talk about it? I don't want to get sued. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, I remember reading about like one of the like PR or or like sales executives or something, some some woman who had been working at Rockstar. Um, she got like phones thrown at her by one of the two lead like heads of the, one of the two brothers who runs it. How, like, how do you know she didn't deserve it? That is, she might have maybe. <laughs> she, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she did. What do you? What do you have to do to deserve a phone being thrown at you, though? It's gotta maybe, be pretty maybe bad. Maybe she was looking at it and I she f- needed it really quick. And yeah. the Hauser brothers were like, maybe, maybe she said, "Hey, can you pass me that phone?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need it really fast. And yeah, straight she, to my maybe head. The, maybe she the phone rang, and then she asked for another. Phone. Oh, I don't well, know. She said, "Thank you. Can I have another?" <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I'm distancing myself from this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the next thing I wanted to talk about just an interesting rock star side fact oh yeah but i fact of the day if you look into um wikipedia on the uh most expensive video games to develop Mm -hmm. so i I just have a top 10 list and i can read down i can uh, i think i can guess one that's on the top 10 tell me uh that's star wars old republic yeah star wars old republic is probably number one no not number one number five number five okay Uh, and and it takes into consideration inflation too okay so if if i just run down from 10 wait 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 i want to guess one Okay. Skyrim. Skyrim is not there. It's not in the top 10. Boo. Uh, number one, everyone should know it's Destiny at half, oh. a, half a billion dollars. Yep. Destiny. Yep. Half a of course. billion? Yeah. Oh, what about... um? Where did it go? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Half I, a billion. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm baffled. Oh, I don't, oh, oh, I know one. Tell me. APB. No. Oh, right. No? No. I spent 100 million. Okay. So that. the top 10 is substantially more. Okay. Um, at number 10, very appropriately, Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Uh, number nine, Max Payne 3. Number yep. eight, Two Human. Number seven, Whoa, Grand Theft Auto. Two Human. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was a nightmare, though, yeah. right? I was just stuck in development hell forever. Number seven, Grand Theft Auto 4. Number six, Shenmue 2. Shen, Shenmue. Shenmue yeah. 2. Uh-huh. Five, Star Wars, <laughs> The Old Republic. Okay. Number four, we have Final Fantasy Seven. What really? Yes. Whoa. Adjusted yeah. for inflation, huh? It, yeah, yeah. So um, it was. Oh, let, let me just scroll it up. I think a hundred, a hundred and forty-five million, but in today's dollars, <laughs> two hundred thirteen million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, number three is Grand Theft Auto Five. Number two is Modern Warfare Two. Mm. number one destiny but one you, interesting thing i want to point out yeah is that rockstar is in there like four four times it's almost as if they have a lot of resources yeah. for their games no but not only that you, you know how they're, they're constantly making stuff and that it's feeding back into yeah they, they can they're developing on top of what they currently have uh-huh it's, it's awesome that so a lot of that money is retained and putting it forward to like if, new if so much of that money is retained no, I'm Why not are they on there so many times? Yeah, well, <laughs> art happens to cost a lot of money, <laughs> so I think sure. it's yeah, creating art assets. Okay, and uh, it was uh, funny. I was talking to you earlier about this. No, don't bring this up, Nick. Uh, what? No. Okay, no. Uh, the that it's we were talking about how the they shield. No. Oh no! <laughs> the giant. No, we're talking. Talk, before the podcast. We're gonna, the shield. <laughs> we're gonna skip that. That <laughs> that can of worms. Um. Uh, we're talking about how they retain so much of their stuff and how they also have uh, Midnight Club is one of their franchises yep. and how bad the driving was in GTA 4. What happened? So, okay, <laughs> if, if I'm just to speculate again, uh-huh. they ha- they were doing so many things with 4, I think, is what was going on. And so it was just priorities took took over and you, you were left with a some things not implemented as well as they should have been mm. which is why five came along and corrected everything yep did they correct everything you, I, would you I say that so. five well, is the perfect um, game well it's it's i what i want to say is quite grand the state yeah I, ha- I have a, i have a question for you i have another name question three things done. that are wrong or bad with gta 5 
I can't. Mm. I I think it's the peak of entertainment. <laughs> okay. All right. right all right. <laughs> let me okay, here, let me let me ask you this question. It's just sort of a twist on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you name something that you would improve, and how would you improve it? Oh, dude. Yes. They don't have tidal waves. They don't have waves on water. Okay. So they're, yes, they're yes. When you're just they, they have they have water that ripples like this. They yeah. don't have actual tidal waves. Okay. Right. So I they don't have saying. surfing in there yet. No, no, but it's it's a water thing. So you, you want so, actual tide. You want an actual yeah. tide, like a tidal flow. And yeah, I think that would be really cool. Okay. And I think um, what they will start doing with this uh, current so, generation wait. is um. It's, sorry, dude. Grass. Uh, I think they, <laughs> they, they get, they're just going to do really cool things with um, the environment, with nature, mm-hmm. with Red Dead, is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Or are they working on the world's best surfing game? Ooh. Maybe. Oh, my God. Next, just, just to be the in-between. The next uh-huh. California, the, California games. California. <laughs> what do you buy, Rockstar? <laughs> Sweet hacky sack. What's a hacky sack tech-like in, in Grand Theft Auto? Well, they've already got their ping pong down, so yeah. just make it sandier fill it with fill that ping pong ball with sand <laughs> you're good mm. <laughs> is it the hacky sack or is it, or is it beads inside the hacky sack whatever you want man okay has there been a good hacky sack game man I don't know <laughs> has there been a hacky sack game I think California Games did it so well yeah I think that, that was no the peak <laughs> no <laughs> ever attempted to right no yeah. that makes sense take that yeah why would you improve on something that's perfect of course you can't mm. um do you want to jump ahead to some questions? Sure. Yeah. Some questions from our, um, I guess they were going to be listeners. Who knows if they actually listen? <laughs> um, from our, our off-topic Path of Exile forums. John Grammaticus writes, how many hours per week do you guys work and do you crunch before big releases? So the um, I, I can say that the art is um, done so well ahead that we there is very little crunch. Um, mm. If anything, it's more promotional stuff, which okay. is mainly two mm. two D. Mm. Yeah, um, I, might, I, might, I don't know if I should say, but um, the banner stuff was the promotional banners for websites, mm-hmm. and that had a little bit of crunch involved. Yeah. Uh, th- what I'm saying is, um, Blake and I, being 3D artists, we're, mm. we're working on acts mm. well in advance. Yeah. Although, um, I will say to, because uh, they wanted to have some new areas for Act 4 ready to show at GDC, and I did have to crunch a little bit myself to, to get some of those areas um, looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But that was, that was a kind of a one off thing. Okay. Um, I can speak for design. Yes, we crunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many hours do you have? Uh, well, our our average week is 40 hours. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably mm. the case with you guys, right? Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. just normal work week. Um, during crunch, it depends on how bad the patch is. When I first started working, I was doing... Um, I started working three weeks before we released Sacrifice of the Vol. Okay. And uh, I remember there being like a 14-hour day at least which is, you know, oh, okay. quite a lot longer than your average work day. Mm. Um, and that was like in the last week or so. I think the last week and a half yeah. before the patch was really crunchy. Um, with the previous, or with the one after um, uh, the Forsaken Masters, there was maybe about a week of crunch. And a lot of that crunch wasn't from design, except for like the last night, yeah. where I think we were... <laughs> Uh, a couple of oh, designers wow. were up very, very late working on the PBB pre-made characters, trying to okay. get them balanced yeah. against each other. Um, I remember the um, Forsaken Masters stuff because it was that thing that Sav was just saying where I worked on that probably six or eight months before it came out. Before it came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know that our programmers, uh, they really often crunch. Like a couple mm. weeks before... A patch will come out you'll start yeah. seeing them staying quite late and then there will be several very late nights mm. especially like usually a re- just before release um we'll have usually a couple designers usually a couple programmers mm. and uh at least chris will probably be up oh, yeah. all night yeah. making sure everything's good yeah um i do i do remember uh when the game finally came out of uh open beta and actually was released there was some people in the office for a couple of days straight 
just I think that was more server issues though. Yeah, mm, I yeah. think it was. We don't have those anymore. We were too popular. I don't think. We we get like, damn. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah, that's no, great. <laughs> another question from uh, Akazaki: If Path of Exile did not exist, what would each of you be doing? Where do you see yourselves in a world without Path of Exile? Um, Shall we go for the Sav? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I can take it. I, I'd be in game development. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if Path of Exile didn't happen, okay. I would have mm. been in it. It's what, it's what I studied for, and I, I would like to say I'm pretty experienced yeah. with it. So mm. either here or, you know, Canada always was the dream of, yep. you know, if something didn't work out here, I, I would have wanted to move to Canada. There was, there was a work. long time that... Um, that was also thought of um, with Australia. For you? Um, well, when I was studying, um, a lot of the tutors were saying, yeah, go to Australia, you'll get okay. hired like instantly. But then a bunch of EA studios- closes down. Yeah, a bunch of studios over <laughs> yeah. there closed down like right after we graduated. So I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as someone who lived in Australia, oh, yeah. <laughs> there were no game developers <laughs> over there. Um, I would- I would probably still be working in a crummy social media job oh, that I didn't good. like very much and wasn't very good at. Um, but desperately looking for game development work in Australia, mm. um, which is a lot harder than you'd think. That, I mean, that country has a lot of very good game developers. Yeah. None of whom are working. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's, it's, really, weird. it's really bad. Um, a big part of it is just that there's, it's really, really hard to get money enough money for a good project mm-hmm. um you'll often get studios who get a little bit of money and they'll start working on something and there's like a few tantalizing grants hanging over their heads that yep. they're they're sort of half banking on okay and then something falls through or it turns out there's a weird condition for it and then like their projects just don't get finished they get canceled or they get sort of they have to cut it short um and that's why most of the notable games that have come out of Australia in the last like ten years have been like individual indie working projects, like this yep. one guy working on it for like four years straight, or it's like small mobile mm. games with like a team of like four or five people, like Crossy Road, like Crossy Road, mm. or um, Fruit Ninja, Fruit Ninja. Well, although they are now quite large, they have yeah. they have like I think I heard ninety. People. Wow. So, yeah, I've got, I've got a friend or so. I've got a couple friends there. Oh. Um, uh, that's strange too because um, I've heard that um, Australia has much better sort of government backing for yeah for the games industry and, they, and we, I'm pretty sure, don't have anything. Yeah. Um, the Australian government does have some backing stuff. Mm. There's also, it's there's not enough uh, a studio leadership in Australia, I think. Okay. Like you'd, You've got a lot of students and a lot of like independent developers who will get into these sort of loose clusters and work on stuff, but they don't really have a good direction and they don't really know how to market their games and they don't hmm. really even have like necessarily a good end goal. Yeah, um, and I think that's so. It's almost like um, you know how we have the Auckland Game Dev Meetup. Yeah, it's like a bunch of indie people from that sort of thing just getting together, and making something, and then yeah, and not actually knowing then where to go from there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's sort of a problem. Hmm. Like a lot of, it's just, I think a lot of it is just that the people who really cared about the business side of games saw how badly the business side of games went in the last 15 years yeah. and just got out of it. And now there's just people who are in it for like sort of, a lot of it is sort of the artistic pursuit. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you'll get the successories like Antichamber. Oh, yeah. Um, and then. Wait, was that, a, that wasn't an Australian. Yeah, that was, was a Melbourne, yeah, that was a wow. Melbourne guy. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah. Um But that's like that's what you're surprised, right? Yeah. Because and it was one guy basically <laughs> I was, I was or something. When I found out Fruit Ninja was an Australian studio. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's like really indie like I mean also uh Faster Than Light, FTL. It's Australian. Really? Yep. So they get they have they have out like there. they've got some good good, good stuff. indie yeah. stuff and like really good small teams, but yeah. there's just no good like leadership to to aggregate mm. it and get funding you know mm. so that's just it's a lot of people sort of paying their own way through until and and, and banking on hopeful success or or not managing the small amounts of money that they mm. get 
for the scope of the project that they need. Um, I guess there's, I mean, New Zealand studios are all indie, basically, except for maybe Gameloft. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but, I mean, I think that the size of the average New Zealand indie studio is larger than... Yeah. Like, it's it's a mm. bit more formalized as a studio. I would say, that, I'd say a lot of yeah. New Zealand have, studios are mid-sized. We have, like, large outliers. Yeah. And then we have we still have the the small, like, two- or three-man teams and stuff like that. True. Yeah, I mean, we've got, what, 50-something employees. Yeah. And then we've... Yeah. How many does uh, Kiwi Ninja have? Um, Ninja Kiwi. Ninja Kiwi. They, they said... Sorry, I guys. They said... I'm really sorry. Yeah, Ninja Kiwi. Um, geez, I can't remember. I think they said 30-something, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And then, they don't... We do have a massive support staff, though, which I don't know mm. if they actually have. And there's Pickpock. I wonder how many guys Pickpock. Yeah, I don't know. They, um... When they were still called she they got up to like 80 something i remember hearing i wouldn't be surprised if they'd gotten over 100 and then went back down to something less mm. when they turned to pickpock hmm. yeah well, <laughs> makes you think doesn't it not really uh, so one more question uh i'm curious to know how the devs like to relax after a hard day at ggg headquarters I play Hearthstone and sit on my amazingly comfortable couch and oh, pet man. my cat. I always think that's weird with our um, our jobs because our jobs is to make games and sit in front of monitors all day. Then and we, then to go home, we're like, finally, I can relax uh, and sit in yeah. front of a monitor. Finally, I can sit down and use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> Look at some games for a while. Oh, man. Um, but no, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of that just comes down to the fact that we love games, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys do? I, jeez, yeah, just go home and try. Yeah, I, I'm I'm caught up with doing doing chores and things like that. You know, having to cook dinner, Ugh. and sleeping. Chores, that kind Ugh, of thing. Sleeping, yeah. worst chore of all. But mainly, um, just being on the internet. Yeah, just going, going down, down those internet. going down those YouTube holes. A little bit, yep. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening on the internet, turns out. Yeah. Getting yeah. sucked into the YouTube. No, not too That's much. The, if there's uh, something interesting, I'll definitely mm. check it out. It is weird. I've I've started valuing um, <laughs> doing nothing more more and more. Yep. Like you say going doing on nothing. walks and things like that? Well, kind of, but, mm. um, you know, sitting at home and just, like, randomly looking at YouTube videos and... Mm. And an hour will go by, and I'm like, I haven't actually like done anything, but yeah. I'm enjoying not not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's good for me yeah. just to take a take a break from everything and yeah, like entertainment. There, I'm really into podcasts right now, mm. and so I've been listening to that podcast I recommended. You should, oh right, yeah, get on one. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, <laughs> I, I just I can I can listen to a lot of people just talk about mm. things. And, Oh, even um, like not even video game related podcasts. I mean to ask you, um, did you finish the um, well, Disney, Disney audiobook? Yep. What do you think? Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like everything that guy did. Um, just for the sake of everyone listening, including myself, what <laughs> the heck are you talking about? Because um, uh, we really like audiobooks. At, sure. And um, we have a job where we can listen to things. Mm. And work at the same time without those sort of um, conflicting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so audiobooks is a big thing, and um, we got on to uh, back in January the um, Disney biography. Okay, Walt, Walt, Walt Disney, Disney biography. It, okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was really good. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I um, I had no idea how much he sort of poured his life into into um, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought that Disneyland was just almost like a side effect of the the movies, right? Like, but he, he really wanted to make. He a theme really park. like went out of his way to make this thing, and it became his like lifelong passion. Yeah, he lived yeah. above it, like he lived in an apartment above the yeah yeah fire station thing. He did, and, and he just yeah he used to like hang out and I think he used to serve popcorn on Main Street. Yeah, and stuff. he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool. He um. Here's a thing where he got he was obsessed with things and and he would just be you know he he'd go out of his way to to then do as much as possible mm. to contribute to that thing mm. like when he it was like he 
you know he didn't half-ass things when when he wanted to open up a theme park he poured all of his resources yeah. into it and you know it would consume him mm-hmm. and um his his brother roy roy who, who was like the money the the business small business minded and looked after the money really didn't like the the theme park for a long time <laughs> He was on a different level, yeah. Because every, he, you know, he would he would say these things, and you think a, a person at that level, when he says something, he sh- like people around him should move, right? Right. He's he's already proved himself as a person, mm. but everyone was almost scared of him. Like um, you're making a mistake, kind of second guessing him. Mm. It was, it's interesting to just see the. That sounds like a cool book. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting how he would get bored with things that he'd previously been insanely passionate about. Did mm-hmm. you, did you p- sort of pick up on that? Yep. Like he would um, make sense too. Yeah, because he he started off like uh, really pushing just um, you know regular cartoons and and that and his his whole thing was he wanted to make a studio that was self sufficient mm-hmm. and made these like shorts they were called like silly symphonies and once that became like a normal thing. Mm-hmm was like well, what what you know we should make a feature film yeah and everyone was like that's crazy you can't have a feature film and he put all his like effort into making a feature film yep and then after many many years the feature films just became normal and so yeah. he veered off into other things like the the park yeah you're, you're glossing over so many things but <laughs> like man no no i'm just i'm just trying to emphasize this point like he did so many things he um he invested in color, like projection, color, color movies, mm. way before oh, yeah, the competition. Yeah. He invented an uh, animation technique called squash and stretch. Mm-hmm. Like he, he put that into the mainstream. Um, it's storyboarding, yeah. everything, the, the entire pipeline of creating an animation, yeah. he, he implemented. And to this day, it has not changed. The um, Because when you study 3D animation, you learn all the principles of animation. And in that book, it would just casually say that they'd, Yep. Yeah. In a sentence, they would some, and you're just like, "This is a huge thing," but mm. I guess the average reader doesn't really pick up on on how important that was. Yep, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Re- so I've mm. I've just been in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Um, a lot of audio stuff. I, and I can I can zone out a whole bunch um, and just consume. Uh, that's that's sort of my guilty pleasure. I like to just listen out, to stuff. Listen to podcasts. Yeah. Cool. Mm. You should listen to Planet Money. It's my favorite podcast. Actually, or maybe This American Life. I like I like NPR. I never listened to This American Life. Um, Ira stuff. Glass. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got into um, This American Life, but I there are some very. Uh, I stopped listening to them for some reason. And well, that was silly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure why. I actually um like a lot of uh, who's who's the other Radio Lab. Yeah, I should yeah. listen to that. I haven't. So I'm a big fan of those. Okay. Just podcasts. Um, mm. Oh, one thing I do is I marathon TV shows when I go home. I oh, do, yeah. I do I, the old Netflix yeah. marathon style thing. I've been watching Broad City. It's really good. What's that? Broad City is a comedy. Okay. About two women living in New York hmm. in their mid-20s. It's good stuff. I think you were telling me about it last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, got Hannibal Buress is in it. He's really funny. He's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Stars in it. Plays um, character called Lincoln. He's a dentist. <laughs> Very cool. Fixes teeth. I like his comedy. Yeah. Are you? Uh, you do you watch Arrow and Flash? Nope. No. Gotham. No. <laughs> nope. Uh, I haven't. I actually haven't watched Gotham either. <laughs> uh, I've heard mixed things about them. I'm always. You know, I don't know. Uh, I think I, when I hear about those like comedy, those like comic book mm. shows and movies from comic book fans who were like it's the best thing I've ever seen oh, it's so yeah. awesome it's so good and then I watched it like this is kind of yeah. I don't know so I just started that's stopping that's what I was like with Breaking Bad for the longest time oh, but yeah Breaking Bad's actually really good yeah I know it really is but so many people were just like it's the greatest thing ever I'm like it it can't it can't be that great mm. well, and well, then of course it was <laughs> okay that's what I was waiting yeah, I for thought you were good. <laughs> it's pretty good um, yeah. I should probably talk about video games more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, that's what you guys have come here for. We actually have we have one more question from Andrew. Um, hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Who's Andrew? Andrew's a good friend of mine from Wellington. Okay. Hey, Andrew. Um, do you think companies should wait till they have a completely finished product before they ship slash release it? Yes. I'm gonna go for a yes. yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> controversial. <laughs> um, 
I think in an ideal world, yes, but unfortunately, you have money people saying we need to get this out by this date. I knew this, this date, is what was going to happen. Right? I knew this conversation would go <laughs> down this way. But yes, I think they should. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't happen. Like but it that. just it doesn't happen because there's outside forces. Well, but I mean, part the outside forces. Oh, sometimes it's not we need this thing out by this date. Sometimes it's we can use our you can use our public to beta beta test for us, and in doing so, also promote the game. It's you mean efficient um, and cheap? Yeah, and that's, you mean early access? Like, yeah, early not just early access, but like, um, like the Halo multiplayer beta thing is like okay, yeah, partially to test the mm. shooting mechanics. I'm sure, but it's also a big part of it is like keep in mind there's a Halo coming. Mm. Get excited for Halo. It's gotten I it's. Well, I think um, I, I think along those lines, like when they say uh, you get beta access, you know, you, you pre-order something and you yeah. get beta access, it's kind of not really a beta, a beta. test. No. no, it's a it's a like marketing demo. Yeah, you know, we want you to talk about this with your friends. Yeah. This is it's in a good state right now. Mm. <laughs> Actually, yeah. dude, we we did this. Path of Exile. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I know yes. we did. Yeah, and um, but we well, it we was don't necessary. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's it is mm. cool. I mean, it's and it 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 can be a good way to generate buzz. Um, what I don't like to see is when you've got these kickstarters that will um, get you into like alpha, and oh right, yeah, yeah, and then they stop working on it really, yep. and then you just have like a kind of crummy alpha. Mm. And they do you know, technically do you know many kickstarters that have done that. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there was I've, like one that was like about pro coding. It, you could code throughout the game and stuff. Okay, I'm hearing one. Um, I think it was one where you were like, it was one of those survival games, but it was in prehistoric times and there was dinosaurs mm-hmm. around. Apparently, people just stopped working on it, and yeah, that was. See, this. that's just that's just crummy, yeah. and and I I can see both sides of the art. It was like, okay, you're the developer, you really want to make this awesome product, you want your fans to love it you get them in early it's not in a great state they complain mm. you're working on some of the problems you run out of money you can't keep working on it yeah, i understand yeah. that but like maybe you shouldn't have been working on that game in the first place maybe yeah. you should work on something with a smaller scope mm. you know yeah it's a foresight thing like yeah, these yeah. guys should really do better planning like th- sure there are a lot of sort of crummy mobile games out there but it's such a good way to get started in game, yeah. in game development. Yeah, yeah. You know, it does. You don't need to make a successful mobile mm. game to learn so much about scoping your project. And you, you don't know? need to make a like highly successful one to actually make money too. That's true. Yeah, you can um, make a little. Because we were at that GDC NZ GDC talk um, with, I think it was the Flutter people. Maybe I can't. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, Runaway. Runaway. Tim yeah. Mason? Maybe. But. Um, they were they were quoting like they were saying things like even if you're number forty mm. or something on the whatever chart you're still making like a lot of money to keep your enough money to keep your studio going and sure. working on whatever you want to do next. Yeah, you know. But even when you enter something like that, if you to, to release something at forty, is he saying he's still working on it? Is it? Oh no, finished? I mean this is I mean this is just. This is just saying that um, you don't have to go out of the gate to a Kickstarter to create some kind of giant game yeah. that mm-hmm. then is destined to fail because you've, it's your first game you've ever made yeah. or something right. like that. So, so I actually know a little bit about Andrew and his his example is Assassin's Creed. Uh, oh, right, um, yeah. Well, it, so it's, I get the feeling that is one of the, 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 the publisher saying we've got to get yep. this out now. Yeah. That is, I mean, Assassin's Creed is almost like an annual. Yeah. It's like the Call of Duty yeah. for Ubisoft in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Ubisoft has, they will definitely have a release schedule way yes. a, way ahead. And oh, if, yes, like if they four, have to postpone stuff, it's going to clash with stuff. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, so the, those, in the cases of the AAA titles, yeah, they should definitely mm. not release a buggy piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Because like the, they have the, they definitely have the resources to make it amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a as a gamer, I don't mind waiting a couple months. Yeah, if it means I don't have a bad experience. Yep. And um, it was a Ubisoft game, and Ubisoft was their publisher. Was the publisher? Yeah, no, it's first party. So for they sure. they totally could just like push it back. Yep. If they wanted to, yep. it's just that they've got whatever release schedule. Yeah. That they don't want to. 
adjust. And, and yeah. they probably had an accountant who said, well, mm. we'll make this much money if we release it now yeah. and we'll make this much more money if we mm. release it then, but this is the cost of yeah. releasing it then. But, you know, day one patch or whatever, they'll, mm. they'll fix it in the first, I don't know, week or something like yeah. that. It is probably what they'll, they uh, justified themselves sure. by saying. Yeah, I not. like the, um, not I guess not many studios are in this position, but I like the Blizzard approach where even if, if, if the game is just straight up not working, you can cancel it. Just cancel yeah. it. Well, yeah, Blizzard you know, is... 10 months, is, uh, 10, 10 years, just forget it. There are very, very few developers who can yeah. do that. It's basically Blizzard, Valve. Yeah. Maybe Who knows it. what Valve has made and cancelled, like... Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> a lot of stuff... Half-Life 3. I'm sure a lot of stuff has <laughs> quietly started and cancelled. Um, well, I think that might be all we have time for. Yeah, I, um, I guess... Or it's definitely all we have to talk about. It's been a slow yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so if you want, uh, we'd love to answer more questions. So feel free to, to tweet at us. Uh, you can contact us at FrontSeatCast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or email um, email some questions at FrontSeatQuestions at gmail.com. Oh, one last thing. Whoa, that- one thing. We, yeah. Oh my oh, god! Did, exciting. Did we did we talk about how we're on iTunes now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're on. Oh, iTunes. So we're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. we're on iTunes, guys. Which is really cool. Um, I was excited. Yeah. And we have a handful of listeners. We're hoping to grow this. Yeah. How do? Is there a way to see how many subscribers we have? It doesn't tell you how many subscribers we have. Oh, really? So we just have, the amount of people who've clicked and yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And by that, we estimate we have about 4 million, I think. 4 million. I, I think you were just going to say 4. I was million. like, yeah, that sounds about right. 4, <laughs> four? Oh. yeah. Like we were had like 200, <laughs> 200 <laughs> listeners. I think um, my mum has listened to it, and I think that's our fifth My listener. mom hasn't. Yeah. I haven't told her. <laughs> I don't think she'd be interested. Um, uh, but yeah, so tweet at us. We want some questions at FrontSeatCast or email us, FrontSeatQuestions at gmail.com. Um, And thank you very much for listening. Uh, And we'll catch you uh, next time. Thank you. See See ya. Uh, I think... Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Nick, you're a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just very skeptical.